0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Marvelous Pod, where we'll be looking back on the whole of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, as well as their episode of Avengers Assembled, or as Abby calls it, Avengers Under the Covers. I'm Laura stewart Barry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Shaw. Hello. And Matthew Vose. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you there. Oh, I'm here.
1: Oh, That's exciting.
0: <laughs> so we're looking back at the whole of the series, and let's start with just one word to sum it up. My ghost, look at me. It's one bloody word. You can do that without warning. (laughs) So I'm going to go with inconsistent. Abby. Legacy. Matthew.
1: Smag flashes. (laughs) Shut up. I said it once.
2: Yeah, but it was so good that we just went, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that, like. that spoonerism is a good way to sum up this show, frankly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've talked a lot over the past uh, six weeks about uh, our considerable frustrations with the show. And uh, we're going to start with that to get it off our chests, anything else that we need to say. But then I'm putting my Pollyanna foot down and, uh, and we're definitely going to look at some of the things we liked. So Matthew... Your thoughts?
1: It it, it is uh, the the biggest disappointment that we can see a a whole different show. I don't think this is take this apart, make a few changes, put it back together again, and it works. I think I think they can make some changes to hide some of the problematic stuff and some of the, not problematic, some of the less good mm-hmm. stuff. But I think uh, for me, it would have been just so much more interesting to keep the character piece because. Uh, uh, Yeah, the stuff that we've heard from people, the character pieces and the character moments are what everyone's enjoyed. But to do even more of that and make it less of a, it's got to be big action world threatening violence. Better off
2: just saying, look, Mm. just in Mm. your minds, picture Puerto Rico. We couldn't film there because there's a plague on. So (laughs) what we've done is film somewhere else. In a green screener, like the Mandalorian, just... It's If you haven't got time to properly embed your story somewhere, poor European people are going to spend six episodes of a podcast whining about how it doesn't make European sense, only to discover in bonus episode seven that it was never meant to be in Europe, and you can tell.
1: <laughs> well, that's interesting. I think it was meant to be in yeah. Europe. Puerto Rico was not the, the Prague bit, or, or whichever country it was. Puerto Rico was going to be metropole. And so it's, it's the Madripoor stuff, the shipping containers and darkened alleys, for instance, that became Atlanta. Well, in
2: which case, I completely yeah. misunderstood what she was saying. We can cut that bit out. Because they were saying that they thought that Prague looked like like Latvia and Lithuania and all this. You, you mean mm. that that? Oh, because mm. I had just made peace with the show. Oh, damn it. <laughs>
0: no, no, you were right. I mean, right, that's not what she quite... said.
2: I did watch this very and... early in the morning.
0: <laughs> my my understanding of it was that they had always planned to go to prague but mm-hmm. they had to shift the schedule around i don't know what it, i i didn't pick up what it was they were going to film in puerto rico but madripoor would make sense
1: yeah after they talk about puerto rico that's when they go into oh we found this alley in uh... atlanta and that became downtown madripoor where we had these great areas that we would found in puerto rico and that is, I think, explaining why we then went to shipping containers for Bits of Metropole. Talked
2: about how they suddenly went to Prague instead. I mean, I guess maybe they just did other bits of the show. But they said... Basically, That's what I think no, is the no, schedule. no, 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 because she definitely said... And what's great is having people where you can rewrite your show to... Uh, if I'd made this point before, somebody could have gone and checked, but I'm pretty sure that it was really great because <laughs> she said, we were going to film in Puerto Rico. She, the director, um, Caris Godland, said mm-hmm. uh, that it was great because the writing staff were able to turn it around and make it work, even though they had to film in Prague. If anyone has the power to fact check, okay. I don't because of this computer. But, um, but I feel that she said, the writing staff did such a great job. We rewrote parts of the show to make it work, to transpose our story. And I thought that that was what they were saying.
1: I, yeah, I think part of that was to do with Emily Van Camp not being there for parts of it. As, as well as the, oh, we've now got a new location. Where we had several locations in Puerto Rico, we've now got an alley and some shipping containers.
2: Because we knew that there was going to be breaking Zemo out. And we knew, which is Germany. So they're always yeah. going to go to Germany. But then from that point, they were pretty much, I thought, always going to go straight to somewhere else. Like it, it made it sound like they weren't supposed to gallivant around Europe quite so long. They were like, because that's why they start talking about finding all the buildings because they're in Prague. Because it's, they're not talking about turning it into Mandalore.
0: No, you're right. There definitely was a bit where they were talking about they were having to scout locations in Prague. But I don't know if that's just because they hadn't got as because they were planning on doing Prague, say, at the end of the filming um, timetable, that they hadn't actually mm-hmm. got to the stage. You know, they knew it was going to this bit of the um, story was going to be in Prague. Well, sorry, it was going to be filmed in Prague, but they hadn't actually scouted some of the locations, or whether they have actually transplanted some of the story. I'm not sure now. My favourite thing
2: now is, is that I don't understand the explanation that I gave. <laughs>
1: But it's also the the fact that they had filmed Prague stuff during the pandemic, so it has to suddenly become lots of outdoor scenes and lots of big big buildings. open sets where people can stay two meters apart, yeah. and yeah, yes. Hmm.
2: Well, I've given them so much room.
1: See, it, the 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 whole thing about Puerto Rico did absolutely make sense to me in terms of this is why we had all those frustrations with. Why are you fighting in some shipping containers? That's the most generic thing.
2: Yes, the shipping containers thing adds up now.
0: Well, controversy.
1: Mm. I don't know now. <laughs> so, even even the behind the scenes show doesn't really make sense. Not and... now. <laughs> this, this series, man.
2: No one mentioned cutting a plague storyline, which I guess maybe mm,
0: no. you wouldn't, but I've also had various mentions of unofficial denials, but, but, sorry, confirmation that there was a surgical job done on the show, Mm -hmm. but that it wasn't necessarily due to a pandemic or um, plague-type storyline. So I'm not quite sure what that is.
2: It's, It's definitely been chopped about, and, I mean, they do talk about needing to make a lot of heaven and earth changes and it, it does mm. it does also really bring home the scale of work that goes into this which i think in some way continues to validate the volume of discussion that we have generated mm. <laughs> yes. so many yes, people did so that. much
0: <laughs> i think uh i think the thing is it's not a bad show it's just not consistently up to marvel standards for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But I do think some bits, which we'll come on to later, are... I think some bits are the very best of Marvel. Certain scenes and certain uh, characters and what have you. But there's just this something missing, and I still can't point to what it is. Not not properly. You know, even if I say the writing, I can't say what it is about the writing.
1: In in terms of the, the Marvel, the MCU canon, mm. it absolutely feels like it fits in with the Captain America series. Mm. Because... Winter Soldier is, is really good and has aspects of a political thriller, but then you watch it again and you go, no, it doesn't. It's kind of action-based more than anything else. Um, and then Civil War, which I, I've said my thing, you could throw Civil War out and not really miss anything. I feel like this you could possibly throw out and not miss too much. Um, yeah, it feels like it fits in with this universe. So maybe people who do love the Captain America mm. series as... I'm not sure any of us particularly do. It's not the the bit of the MCU that we're so into. Yeah, okay, Lawrence was oh, raising a hand. The first Avenger is one of my favourite uh, MCU okay. films, but that's not the series.
0: I'm getting there, and uh, okay. and probably Winter Soldier is quite hot, high up there as well. Civil War. Oh, interesting. There's bits I love, but then many are like Black Panther and Spider Man being
1: mm.
0: um, well introduced here. and Zemo mm. as the um, uh-huh. villain, etc. But yeah. Yeah. So I've tried to think of something new that I would have liked changed. And it's not really new. It's just it was emphasised during the assembled show. And that is around the power broker. And because the thing is, I was just thinking when um, Marcus Bellman was talking about when they were trying to craft this storyline... And that they tried different um, versions of it. And that to start with, it was too heavy-handed, so you spotted it immediately. And then when they rode it back, it was too thin. And then, to me, in the end, it ended up being both too heavy-handed and too thin. Because, yes, we spotted it straight away. Mm-hmm. But also, then it wasn't built up enough. And I think particularly with Sharon, if you look at it from Sam and Bucky's viewpoint, they know she's a crime boss or a, a crime maven. Mm-hmm. But this idea of the power broker, the power broker, didn't really do anything too horrific. You know, we needed a bit more off screen violence or references to, and building that mythology more. Not necessarily then linking it to Sharon more, but just building that so that mm. that reveal, even if we know it's coming. I mean, now if Sam finds out she's the power broker, how different really is it to when he knew she was? set up in Madripoor and selling art, art stolen art. Yeah. Mm. It's not that different.
1: It, it feels really similar to the thing I was talking about with the shield. I didn't feel the import of the shield yeah. and they never quite gave us that thing. And watching the assemble back and you hear his opening speech about the shield. And you go, oh, he did talk about it, but he did it at the start of episode one. Yeah. And they did set up the power broker by killing some of the super soldiers with all the agents mm. in episode two and then kind of nothing. So, so whilst it's in there, you need that sort of a bit of repetition, a bit of doubling down to, to keep that thread alive?
0: Yeah, because even with that, they killed him because he ran at them.
1: Mm. It, you know. And they had time to escape, yeah. frankly.
0: <laughs> um, I am pleasantly surprised that they didn't put Sharon in as a love and Because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. expecting love triangle or something like that, or hints towards mm. it. Um, I mean, hell of a threesome. But, uh, yeah, just very very relieved at that
2: yeah I was expecting more along those lines too and I think that I almost wish now that we didn't have the kind of cute Bucky date se- date sequence in episode one which was mm. fine but it just it really didn't go anywhere and then that kind of wistful gazing through the window just I, I'd rather not have spent the time on that at all I'd rather have had another conversation about the shield yeah. honestly but, um, but hey yeah we have what we have and and I, I will say that what I think I I am most pleased about is that I am at least able to come out the other side and say but I think it's lucky we had something I think it is better that we have this than nothing I think that it does work that we couldn't have had from a film I don't think that a film could sustain the conversational beats that we needed to do the work that this show wanted to, do so i'm glad we have it
0: i think that's a really good point particularly think you know the whole sam going back and forth on whether he wants to take the um, shield and and then the weaving of the race storyline and and the implications of that for sam and the shield i think that would felt incredibly rushed in a film you needed that sort of Pop up and and and
2: yeah, because it's over just be time. The It's and it's clearly yeah. with him, and and Anthony Mackie plays it as if there are constantly things in his mind, and I think that that is valuable for this. Mm-hmm. I say it would be rushed in the film.
1: See, that's that's felt my big thought about it this week, as I've been dwelling on the series and really trying to give it a, a, a thing. They talk about these series. In things like The board and in the interviews with Kevin Feige and so on, where they talk about, oh, we've got so much more space to play with mm. and we can go into much greater detail and much greater character stuff than we were able to before. And on WandaVision, that worked. Mm. I feel like we got a really good analysis of her grief and the depression and aspects of it that we wouldn't have had in a film if if that had been a, you know, two hour piece. I feel like in this, they've gone, we've got six hours. Let's put stuff in there.
0: Yeah, too much and it's
1: just been so much in there. And, and I want to throw several bits out and go, and now take that time, exactly like you said, Abby, take that time to discuss the shield, mm. to discuss your thoughts on it, to look into the racism aspect of it, to have uh, interactions and moments with other characters that would have really helped sell it, mm. as as I think we got with, we we got a whole episode with Agnes and uh, Agatha and um, Wanda. Wanda looking at her past and the issues that she'd been through to lead her to that point. I, and, and I don't feel like we got that space in this because it was so full.
2: Mm.
0: So what would you take out? Well, Zemo. Entirely?
1: Not not entirely. I think he's good as a star. I think going and visiting him in prison, maybe doing a Hannibal Lecter thing where they go back to him on a couple of occasions... Fine. but i i do wonder if some of that rewriting is going hey he's got really good charisma with these guys let's give him more stuff to do and have him go on a little little trip yeah, with them yeah
2: i think i think i would have had io show up um you know pretty much once they get off the plane <laughs> where they need to be they just be like right hi here you go and and that would be <laughs> delivery accomplished you know and then everyone is you yeah. know doesn't do bucky down either um it, and I would like that. Uh, I would definitely take that out.
0: It's interesting, one of the things we didn't talk about last week is um, Zemo killing the Flash. Yeah,
2: it occurred to me afterwards that, that we hadn't talked about how completely random that was. Death by Butler.
1: I I, I liked it. Mm. I like there's this other force going on. I could have lived without the smile he has as he sits back out hearing this news. It's a little grim. Because it's not that he takes pleasure from it, but this is his mission. He thinks it needs to be He's carried
0: out. He's very smug. He is he mm. very right, mm. and I think it's also it's just to remind people who the old man in the gloves is. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: But yeah. I, it also did feel quite kind of random, and and I think sort of this slight rehabilitation of him as this kind of grand wealthy force. is just kind of another grand higher level. Wealthy force and and it does start to end up with, you know, especially in a world without Tony Stark, you then end mm-hmm. up with your Avengers as this kind of mid tier, <laughs> you know, unpaid resource, um, <laughs> yeah. doing doing things to sort of vaguely mitigate the billionaires, which yeah is a mm-hmm. is a conversation.
1: That's a commentary, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in other things, we could take out. Do we even need a plot about a super soldier serum?
0: Uh, yeah, I think when you think what it links to? Cause what let's let's just bundle it all in then with the, the assembled stuff and what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I really liked from The Assembled is when they were talking about you know, sorry, who who what is a hero nowadays and Carrie Scogland was talking about the you know traditional hero in these things being a soldier and now tradition now now the hero is more a first responder. And so mm-hmm. then juxtaposing Walker's version of Captain America and Sam's. And I really liked that. The execution then, I don't feel that necessarily struck. I think it was some of the stronger bits of the show, but I don't think it necessarily struck. Mm-hmm. But I think in order to have that, you have to have the soldier serum floating about. And this idea that Sam can be Captain America without it.
2: I think so. that we needed a Super know, Soldier Serum think? story, but I don't know if we needed that Super Soldier Serum story. No,
0: no, no, no. But I also think that ties into Zemo as well, doesn't it? Because you bring Zemo in. But that's the point. I don't... justification for having him. Well,
2: they said that they would always have found a way to bring Zemo in, and I'm sitting there going, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you yeah. have so much. Why? Mm. Um, well, unless we need I, him I think it's setting him up for the future. That's the thing. I think it's setting him up for the future with Val. I sort of want to know what the Marvel brief was like. You need to mm. hit X marks with this logistically for the wider universe. Um, I, I wonder. And and sometimes you know, Marvel has been at this game a long time, so we always wanted to bring Zemo in because he has great chemistry is a bit of a foil for. Mm. And actually, he's building something somewhere. Mm. For some reason. Mm.
1: It was really hard on the Assembled thing watching their chemistry when the cameras aren't rolling mm. and watching them have japes and joke yeah. with each other and muck about and stuff and go, they they do look really fun together. And then the cameras start rolling and it's just deadpan serious chaps. Yeah. What on mm.
2: earth is it that means that there's this show that everyone is so passionate about and passionate about in Assembled. Everyone is talking about with such pride and enthusiasm and craft and you know just overflowing with love for this incredible show and i feel like someone cut most of it you know yeah. <laughs> like that they, they are it feels like they're talking about something else often and the things that seem to have landed for them and, and the things that they really feel are at the heart of it you know, you know when people say oh you know with a work of fiction you should kill your darlings kill the bits that, that yeah. you that you love mm-hmm. um sometimes i think especially in bigger kind of committee centered works franchised works i think often they end up actually taking out a lot of what is good in some of those passes um and the reason that things are darlings is is because they play to something that is is part of storytelling, and I think mm-hmm. you know for them there was there was so much background, and so much story, and of course there is when you know it, when you've been to a billion table reads and read throughs, and you've shot with actors going, "What am I feeling right now? Let me do twelve takes mm. you know you, it's worked so hard, the dough is so well worked, but the bread is not very nice
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Overweaked. <laughs> Um I, I mean there's a lot of selling that goes on in the in these shows, the behind the scenes stuff and, and all the Marvel machine. Hmm. It is them saying, Oh, this is the best show we've ever made. It's just it's so exciting. Well, if you spend to be able to do this with these characters, much like, of
2: your life yeah, doing it, I guess you have to. <laughs>
1: yeah. is, is it though, Dot Gif?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But okay, come on, go well, I didn't really enjoy this one. <laughs> And all of my co-stars were bastards. And well, we
2: have seen you know, those Marvel interviews. That effusive. We've um... definitely seen the cast
0: members who didn't get a second press tour. Yes, <laughs> they don't get put on the on the clips. No. And it's interesting when um, Carrie Godwin was talking about you know sometimes they were having so much fun filming it that she had to kind of pull them back. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I think that I can believe that hmm? from. Yeah, normally, and I think, you know, when you see, you know, you think, oh, it looks like people are really enjoying making this. That normally actually, I think, adds something. But here, I do wonder if there was more about, you know, the, well, not more, but I I wonder if that was a distraction. I don't know. Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think we will never know the show that is in a lot of those people's heads. And again, a lot of which will have had to go during um, due to COVID restrictions and things. And and, there is a coldness that comes from spending most of your life, six meters away from your six meters, you know, metrics (laughs) 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 distances further in Europe um, from all your co-stars, you know, it's fine. We have have quite a
0: few downloads in the States. They won't know what you're
2: talking about. It's all fine. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Yeah, I I think that uh, is it. Mark Kermode who says, you know, I'm always wary when people talk about what a wonderful time they had making the film and how wonderful it was, and it means that the film is sort of increasingly less wonderful. And he said, Mm -hmm. and and the worst is when the outtakes are in the credits, and and then you really have seen a poor film. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know this is not universally true and it's often wrong, but it does spring to mind every time someone says it. So yeah, Mm. but assembled was, I mean, it was very long. And when you think of, of what the Vision assembled was and, and what kind of the mm-hmm. making of details were, I did also think it was interesting just looking at, the, at where the work went in and where the effort went mm-hmm. in. And we had so many characters to go through in the assemble, it makes you realise, again, so much of the weight of the show was on so many characters and making the storylines work and making it, you know, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> happen. Whereas in division we got lots about technique and, and style and filming and mm. um, all those different elements. We did get the bit about the costume, that bit where they digitally removed the folds from his neck. Oh, oh uh, well,
0: I was just sat there thinking, you poor, poor digital effects people, hundreds of effects shots to make the cowl work, when I'm pretty sure that we're not going to see that again. <laughs>
1: and I feel like they're saying, "Oh, yeah, because the way it sits when he moves his head, it folds over." Like, have you not heard of elastic?
0: Well, that's that's
2: what we said, and we were like, has there was no one on the team wearing a pair of leggings? Nobody." Yeah, we
0: have we have material that does we, this. We Sorry, totally but... have. I'm sure, that. they tried. those oh, you Oh Laura for it to be too Did tight,
1: <laughs> too G- tight given... on
0: beautiful Mackie's face. Too well, tight Kevin... on beautiful Mackie's face.
1: <laughs> Kevin Feige's recent thing of like, it's so amazing. Chloe Zhao takes us out on location, and you can film some of these beautiful. Um, green screens but in real I read, I
0: read that and I, that was him explaining it to execs who wanted more CGI or, or generally mm. liked more CGI
1: they do like a lot of CGI
2: yeah I think I think there's something very interesting about CGI and cost these days i mean I, I had a long conversation about the fabric with my wife who was just like well f- firstly <laughs> <laughs> elastic um secondly <laughs> leggings and thirdly um why not just see the gape in it and i said well because they said the suit was made in wakanda and we want to think that even if there is no fabric on the rest of the planet we like to think that the wakandans would not allow an unsightly gape at the neck that, that they would make made bit
0: that it was a bit distracting when you did see the the gapey bit when they showed it, I think. Well if they
2: if they put some leggings on him. <laughs> <laughs> just holes in some white
0: leggings. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. They, the, we saw shots of him as Falcon again, I think. And um yeah, it's just goggles, which I'm pretty mm. sure that's the way they're gonna go in the future. You don't think he's gonna keep the full quite a bit suit? Of talk. No, I Oh, uh, no, I don't mean just goggles.
1: (laughs) Goggles, wings, and his birthday suit.
0: Just goggles and some speedos. I'm not sure how aerodynamic that's going to be. I
2: don't know, swimmers.
1: Works for Michael Phelps, yeah.
0: I I I think we'll lose the cowl just for goggles because there's been quite a bit of uh, complaints about it.
1: But, you know, I'm surprised it's not a Black Panther style. Mm. Nano suit thing. That's that's the one that surprised me.
0: Yeah. Mm. Abby, when you were saying about with that, uh, they were focusing more on the characters here. What I did like when they were looking at how they did things is showing the stunt previs. Gosh, the um, work. Exactly, and particularly oh. when it was the stunt um, people, and so you actually see it just with them on the wires and there. Uh, mm. And I mean, some of the stuff you're thinking, actually, you're not even doing that with a wire. I don't quite know how. Your body is physically doing that spinny Mm. bit, uh, you know, Uh, but yeah, I really like seeing that. And it did remind me that I do think the action has been very good in this, particularly if you think, you know, it's a TV series.
2: Mm. I almost wish I'd watched The Assembled first because then I might have appreciated all the truck fight work a lot more because I didn't love it when it was on.
0: I was thinking exactly the same that, it, and also with all of the story stuff. If they told me this is what they were trying to do, I think I actually probably would have done better with the series, which I know
1: yeah. doesn't work. Uh, and that tells you how it doesn't come across in the writing. Yeah, because again, in one division, there were swathes of that one division assembled. I was like, we know, we've just watched the series, we know, yeah. we know. Whereas, whereas this, I feel like this is a good companion piece in places.
0: Yeah, because it sort it to of
1: us. helps the Bucky and Sam stuff and that means it didn't come through in your actual show and you had six hours to tell me this.
2: You sort of needed it to be, <laughs> just to think about how I might have liked the assembled to be. But like, you know how after Mysterious Cities of Gold, they used to have like a five minute documentary about what just happened in the episode and how it like was inspired by real things. I just really wanted them to have a five minute thing where they told me
0: what <laughs> what they thought they'd done. <laughs> 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 like when you write a report to explain the art yeah. piece you created the Executive arts,
1: summary. I
2: have to say, what, what also genuinely concerns me is that I think future television is going to be like this. I think it's going to start with the trailer for the thing, and then you watch the thing, and then you have the thing afterwards that tells you what you've just watched to avoid misinterpretation.
1: Telling you how good it was. Yeah, how, but yeah.
2: also to inv- avoid misinterpretation. Like, you know how you get the book club section at the back of books? Yeah, <laughs> hmm. I think it's going to be hmm. like that. and Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Which, um, we will keep an eye out mm. for The good thing is
1: you can choose whether to partake or not. You
2: can. You can. True. But True. it depends how tracked it all is, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah.
1: There was a co- I can't remember what the comment was. They made a comment about Walker and what's going to happen with him mm. next and, mm. and this sort of thing. And it did make me think, even Wonder got a place on the Avengers after age of ultron yeah mm-hmm. it, it feels like sam should be going to walker and being like hey you're a super soldier perhaps we can work together and do a thing as part of the club it, it feels like he's sort of set adrift to become evil now
0: i think i don't know if i'd say evil but i think it's because they're setting up some other team with val i mm. just I, I think that tabs should be kept on him and i think that it is very odd that
2: given Again, he stole a man's head in with the shield. Hmm. Again, I think it is very odd that there's no indication that he is being watched. Hmm. Um, or, or by whom he would be being watched.
0: Because I said before when we were talking about this that I thought the government knew he'd taken the soldier serum because you were quite rightly saying that seems a very good reason to keep tabs on him. Uh, but now, I think when they showed in the assembled the clip with Val, and she says, "Yeah, I yeah, of course, I know you took the serum, as if he's surprised that she knows. So perhaps um, the government doesn't know. I don't think they know. And that's why they're being a bit more relaxed about things.
2: I mean, but, you know, Bucky knows and Sam knows.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Hmm. And I, and I think that's sort of part of why I was saying that I didn't feel like Sam came out of the f- finale episode particularly well. Yeah. But
0: we will see. <laughs> mm. I think it's it's a question mark, isn't it? It is. I mean the thing is if what what could they ha if they want to set him up for the Thunderbolts or whatever it is going to be, what what could they have had Sam do? I mean not nod at him would have been good, but beyond that I think a conversation wouldn't hurt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, a tracking device would be better. Um <laughs>
1: but... But it's another example of there's space for character stuff mm. to work, where, where at the moment it's just a nod and setting up on the next thing. You know, Again, when they're talking today about we didn't have Benedict Cumberbatch in one division mm. because we didn't want it to distract from the thing, we, we didn't want it to be beholden to the next property. Which was the right lines. move, I think. Which right I move? totally agree with. It's, it's the reason uh, Buffy's not in The en- End of Angel. Like, mm. That is absolutely a, a good choice. But yet this show is is all about the setup for the next thing in a number of different ways.
2: And actually thinking about it, it it isn't even Sam's one to solve in inverted commas really, because Sam is kind of the impression is that he has just turned up to carve out his own path and potentially in his mind, Walker is the government's problem to deal with. But I, mm. I think that maybe this is Bucky's thing. And I, I think that mm. for, you know, as and the Winter Soldier, I think he was remarkably mm-hmm. poorly served in terms of development, some box ticking and some comments. Um, it, yeah, yeah. I, I think that we could have seen him have more conversation. And yes, Sebastian Stan, Stan does unruly amounts of work with his face, but they are still um, open to interpretation and no substitute for a script.
1: Mm. Mm. Sadly, we've got a little less conversation and a little more action.
2: (laughs) Please. (laughs) We we were set some homework for this podcast by our resident Pollyanna. And I I have at least completed it, like the good student I am, about three seconds before we started recording.
0: (laughs) Well done. Matthew, I know you were struggling.
1: I can come up with things on the fly. I'm very good like that, thank you. I'm because I have other questions. I have other questions I've not warned you about, so that's, oh, that's reassuring everyone.
0: Oh, remember Matthew said that. I love it when Laura like hosts it. so good when Laura hosts things. It's,
2: it's like being on a whole other podcast with a plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the homework was for you to list your top five moments in the series. Matthew, what's your first one?
1: Um, I know, Abby, you've said about losing it, but Sebastian's saying getting asked questions he can't really answer. Or he's trying to laugh off, and he's doing his 103? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> great, great. And that was the one of the things we were really excited about in this show. Sebastian Stan getting to act mm. and do things, not sit behind some greasy floppy hair. Um, and, and he did. Episode one, he got to do fun stuff, and we were all excited. Yes, this is going to be Sebastian Stan as as James Barnes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I don't not totally sure we've got it since, but I was excited for that bit. So I will throw that in as something that I liked.
0: Lovely.
2: Coats. There's some amazing oh. <laughs> coats in this show. It's it's a really strong contribution to Pinterest. Um, there's, there's some wonderful coats across the board. Every character has a great coat moment. You know, even Sharon has a classic trench look at one point. Yes, it's, you it know, does. Everybody's got a, a lovely jacket and um, and that's nice i i think that's nice i do want CMS Co. yeah fofa
0: obviously but
1: yeah. when you know when they talked about Unassembled assembled and they said for bucky we we've gone with sort of vintage retro styling for him <laughs> as though you know he's gone okay i'm only buying stuff that's 40s and 50s style now because that's the last thing i remember it's almost the easiest choice to go with i really wish they'd gone no he is cutting edge <laughs> hyper fashion <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Whatever, whatever's being worn on, on catwalks and red carpets, that's what he looks like.
2: I, I did think that he, he was a little bit sharper and there was a little bit more kind of Italian mm. gent to him and, and, you know, some some of the kind of fitted tops and things. I, I, I did think that um, there was a, a suggestion that at some point he'd done some late-night shopping on the internet, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, but also, mm. as if like he does a whole lot of clothes shopping and hasn't just kind of had the same clothes that are vaguely falling apart. Um, you know, I like that his he would still have you know original
0: jeans and that kind of thing.
2: But like mm. they'd be his. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, though he must go through a lot of jackets when he gets ripping the arm off. Yeah. 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 What was that? Anyway. Mm. Laura. I, th- I I think that was so he, it didn't get caught on the tree when he was. So, where do you take Spend all of it off? Himself. All right, so all right, calm all of, yourself. All of
1: it's going, exactly what I want that's <laughs> Undress, that. Undress, I want to I want Falcon and goggles and Smashing Stan and just, just jacket, list, in just the jacket, in fact. Top.
0: <laughs> uh, so, my first one was the. Uh, the there's going to be a lot of episode five coming up, not so surprising. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Isaiah and Sam conversation, episode five. Mm. When as I okay. go into detail about what happened to him and uh and uh, the whole thing are his wife's letters and and just really we dig into that when we saw him in the second episode I think it was that really left me wanting so much more mm-hmm. so then to get it and I just thought the scene was written beautifully and it's it pushed my marvel buttons <laughs> When I really engage emotionally, which I have not done as much with this season, uh, with this series. So, uh, yeah, that was, when, you know, when I've said that, I think there are some bits which are probably top tier Marvel. I think mm-hmm. that scene for me was.
1: And Carl Lumley.
0: Carl Lumley.
1: Mm. <laughs> Great. What else? The truck fight. Really? Walker throwing the shield to save Lamar. Oh, yeah. That is a genuine Steve Rogers move. That's the sort of thing he would do. And it, it set me up to think I, I, this might be the basis for my whole thing of what if he was just a good dude trying to be the best captain in America he could be and they don't like him for petty reasons. Mm. It didn't go that route, obviously. But that does set up a yeah, he's looking after everyone. He's trying to, you know, be Captain America mm. in the right way. It's a good move. Oh cool.
0: yeah, um, I think interesting. I was listening I was listening to um the Variety Still Watching podcast and they had an interview with Sarah Finn, who's the casting director, who I think mm-hmm. has gone like all of Marvel casting, okay. I think, from the beginning. And she was actually saying that Wyatt Russell's first ever professional audition was for Captain America.
2: Really? That's a nice I detail. That was really
0: interesting.
2: Yeah. God, do you think they went
0: not yet? <laughs> yeah, well they apparently Placed in something outside Marvel instead, and then he went off and got a SAG card and, and what have you, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that's that's mm. very
1: interesting. Mm. I can see it. Mm.
0: Um,
2: my next one is is a sort of similar vein. Um, the conversational dynamic between Walker and Lamar, which I really liked and I thought made Walker really interesting. I loved their kind of reflective nature of their mm. conversations and the way that. He was trying to manage things even as they were happening he was able to talk through the i guess feelings that he was having about being captain america about what it meant about how it was and wasn't connected to his military past i think they had him explore aspects of um his Military self in such an interesting and firm way that, you know, as as we said when we were going through, we we didn't expect them to go into kind of critical detail uh, regarding the American military, and I thought that that gave his character just a, an awful lot of nuance and a, an awful lot of interest, and which mm. when it culminates in the kind of him shouting at uh, the eh, inquest, what's the word, you know. In the room yeah. with the men,
1: court martial.
2: Court That's the one. No, the... no, no, Specifically, wasn't court uh, yeah. martialed. Which leads to him shouting at a man, um, and but saying, "You made me." And and the idea that there are sort of so many different paths that people can get up, can end up in in this, and he is almost absolved of of personal responsibility to in his mind because mm. he is a product and the idea that becoming captain america had in its own way been another product i just felt his whole reflective approach to, to how he'd gone from a and b and been put in these places and sort of pushed through them as a hero you know it's mm. not that he doesn't want to be a hero of course he wants to be a hero but people keep telling him he's a hero and look where it gets him. and and i so i think that the conversations with lamar kind of stud that and I think that
1: the payoff is valuable, yeah, from early on, I bought their relationship mm. you know, and there's there's a slight aspect of a kind of Kirk and Spock that Lamar has some of that you with know, Spock is better than Kirk in a mm. number of ways, but the 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 mythos of the show is that Kirk's humanity and emotion is helps him be a step even above that, so it's
2: also a nice element of rather you than me, I think, in the way that, mm. that Lamar talks about these things and he's very confident like no no you're you're the guy who carries that i'm over <laughs> here <laughs> and yeah and i i just i i love that dynamic i thought it was really well handled
0: hmm. i love this i thought we were all just going to cover the same five things <laughs> and <laughs> i completely agree with everything you said and yet i did not pick those so clearly there are more than five good things in this show she i'm being gold star folks <laughs> <laughs> We've not finished yet, Maffie. (laughs) Uh, My next one is the Dora fight in the apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, just seeing the Dora fight, I'm quite happy with (laughs) it. But I thought the choreography was great. And it was nice then seeing it again in the assembled. Mm. Um, And as I think they said in the assembled, uh, when you're doing this with Spears, you're really doing this. (laughs) It's not something that you can mess about with. And I I love the unnamed Dora stomping the shield and catching it the way that Steve used mm-hmm. to uh, the whole thing between IO and uh, Bucky and uh, the I mean the emotional realization for Bucky that there was this fail Satanen that he didn't know about and again the, what that does I think strengthens the character of Wakandans generally, Mm -hmm. and this idea that you know, trust but verify, and that they are used to being isolationist, and as they Mm -hmm. make their way into the world, they you know, still have to protect themselves, which I think is entirely valid. And then how it feeds into Walker's build towards his, you know, the ultimate humiliation for this man (sighs) um, (laughs) to be beaten by you know, if, if we want to put look at it through the lens of a black woman who doesn't even have the super soldier serum and completely whipped his ass. hmm What's
1: next?
2: That is next.
1: <laughs> um uh, it, it's you see you you said moments, so I was trying to go with moments. But mm-hmm. there is a general vibe thing that that I want to call out. Yeah. The introduction of Val. Yeah is obviously a great introduction. And she is a great character. Over and above that, the three main baddies are all women. And good on them for doing that. There's not gender balance in terms of the number of characters. I still think we are are outweighed by male characters of prominence in this show. But I think someone, maybe it was Sharon, who made a comment about, oh no, I suspect it was... Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, who made a comment of, oh, it's great to have a woman doing this and this sort of nefarious thing. But when you then think, yeah, and you've got Sharon as the power broker, and you've got Carly leading the Flag Smashers, um, that in itself is, is good. I think we could do with more of that. The fact they had men fighting women is a thing that Marvel doesn't do, and it doesn't do for patriarchal... Mm. you know historic religious views about men and women fighting but when you have people with super soldiers here you know, and in big suits and you know who can take a punch you shouldn't go down those lines
0: i think it's something that they have in the last few films i think they have okay started to move you know cause, i mean the wasp in that man and the wasp she was fighting men all the time mm. uh, and uh in the, Endgame, the leads
1: fighting the leads they, I, I think yeah. it's just—it's always been obvious that it's you know, Black Widow jumps in and fights the female one of Thanos' sides. And, well, yeah, in Infinity uh,
0: War that was really quite, yeah, quite obvious. And you know, that's a really good point. And I had not even really noticed, which I think is mm. even better, mm. because yeah, if we think of Endgame and that, that girl power shot, yeah, which bless them, you know what they were trying to do, but no. Uh, so yeah here that it wasn't called out at all you know there were no mm-hmm. comments about being a woman in a male dominated villain world and mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think that's really interesting
2: hmm. Um, again kind of follows on fa- fairly nicely uh, Erin Kellyman and uh, mm. her entire characterisation I mean I've had a lot of problems with, with what happens with her character and kind of Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything about how it works out and and how the plot deals with it, but I loved the idea of her and the introduction to her and her performance as as something very sincere. And I like the idea of a of a thoughtful, sincere, uh, inadvertent villain, or I suppose, or, or even the idea of just seeing somebody who is at odds with the usual setup. these things
1: um
2: i liked the concept of the unconventional villain of the robin hood aspect of her character i Mm like the way that she looked like um you know you could really imagine her in the kind of apocalypse drama from 1989 um i just i really felt kind of i don't know nostalgic for her character in some way she she just sort of hit something very interesting i think in the in the sort of cultural aesthetic about that kind of earnest, sincere teenager. I mean mm. obviously we thought she was a bit older than that until the end. Um mm. yeah. And I I loved how consistent she is and I think she does wonderful things with very little to go on. Mm-hmm. Um at plenty of plenty of points. So I really enjoyed seeing her in this. I do hope that we get to see her again in the Marvel Cinematic universe because I just think there's a lot
0: more that could be done. Well, we could have a secret twin sister, Carly 2.0. <laughs> or a clone. Mm. Or mm. she's not dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or just about anything. I
0: mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is the flashback to Wakanda uh, around the fire with Ao and Bucky. Mm-hmm. As Bucky realises he's free. Samson Sand completely sold that to me. The, the fear, the worry, and the panic and the relief. Uh, I just, he's so impressed me, mm-hmm. and I think the thing is I was so unimpressed with. Well, no, that's not fair. I didn't think his previous incarnations of the Winter Soldier. I just didn't really think anything about them. You know, it wasn't that I thought he was bad. I just. It was quite a. It felt like quite a blank slate. Uh, so then, to see what he could do with his face, his rather lovely face, because um, that's also been a, a quite a revelation for me. <laughs> uh, then, I just thought that was really beautifully acted.
1: Yeah, a lot of time for what he can do when he's given the chance. Mm. 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 Speaking of face acting, the staring contest. loved the staring contest and and I wish again we'd had more of that competitive nature to their element because there is a way of doing it and making it fun people you are who are naturally competitive who naturally compete in small things such as throwing the shield and catching it just some I think there were other ways they could have incorporated it and again it feels like it's set up for it because it's come so naturally them sitting there and they just fall into right how can we (laughs) You know, beat our chests at each other in this situation. while we're gonna sit here and stare? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs>
2: um, totally different like this time. Um, more mm. consequences. Uh, from this period of of five years, and absolutely not the politics ones, but uh, but the mortgage sequence, um, which I loved, mm. and mm. that kind of detail, um. The the stuff with the scientist I, I really liked um, when he was saying, you know and I was developing the serum, but when you take five years out of a, of developing your chemistry plans, mm. it does send them somewhat <laughs> all right. And I love that kind of super villainy had also suffered during this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, I thought that was clever. I thought it was funny and I thought it was nicely done and it was a good plot point, And I, yeah, I, I hope that we keep getting things like that. Slipped in, and you know, I don't necessarily need there to be a whole series about it, but in the same way that we had, you know, with, with um, Monica's story in WandaVision, you know, mm-hmm. we did have elements of that through there, and I, I like that mm. this is an ongoing aspect of how Marvel manages its cinematic universe, I guess. Um, it, mm. It's not going anywhere, and they are going to keep layering that through, and I hope that we see more.
1: It it's a big deal mm. in the world, so it's good they're making a yes, big deal. Exactly of
2: it. because we're mm. so used to, I think, things where it is no deal or it isn't interesting enough, mm-hmm. or they can't work out why a character would care about a mortgage, or
0: yeah,
1: yeah, mm. it's taken them too long to mm. deal with the outf- the the fallout of Sokovia and the Battle mm. of New York. They they never really dealt with it no. well enough. No. Mm. Mm. The
0: Battle of New York. It's interesting because then they did sort of. After many many films, then come round with the Spider Man.
1: Exactly, it took them it's a long time to go. Popped it up. Oh, perhaps we should have done something with you know a giant alien battle in New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, my next one is, I think, an obvious one, but I'm going to go for it. If I'm not, if I'm anything, I'm that person. Uh, so the whole everything from. Uh, Lamar dying onwards to after after Lamar dies um, and so except when we talked about that episode but the very cap stunt of him jumping through the window using the mm-hmm. shield um, and the building of the tension all the way through to when he does actually kill Nico and mm-hmm. then that final shot that final shot looking up at the shield that there are lots of things about this series, but I think that would be a scene that I think I will really remember. Hmm. Because I think it also encapsulates a lot of what the series has tried to do about asking questions about the S.H.I.E.L.D., about the as, you know, Abby was saying, legacy. So, yeah, I think that's a big high point for me, much as it was quite disturbing.
1: And and it should be. It's a pivotal moment. Mm. It would be your act-to closer. Mm. So... I feel like this might have been included as a replacement for other plot lines they had to get rid of, but mm-hmm. the conversations with Zemo about the serum, about supremacy, the, the the general discussions about philosophy in this world, I really like, and I could do with so much more of. That's exactly the sort of thing, you know, and that's then coupled with some of the conversations with Bradley, some of the conversations with Sam's sister, mm-hmm. where they actually do interrogate what power means and the way people treat and do things around this universe, I could do with so much more of it, frankly. Mm. And, and I, I am pleased we got it here, if even if they didn't do anything with it, even if it was just possibly filler.
2: Um, I think for me, it's um, the kind of intriguing bit where um, I think it's Malcolm Sparman says that in Assemble, and he's talking about the, the conversation that... Um, that Sam has with Isaiah, and he says that that what's important about that conversation, um, the one where Isaiah says that no self-respecting black woman would want to be Captain mm. America, and he says it's important that Isaiah is right, that that is something that we will continue to explore, that that's going to be a core mm. part of who mm. this Captain America is. And I think that that idea for me, that this is a thread that is going to be continued that this captain america is not fully formed um and everyone's favorite superhero now and you know not going to stop being the sam wilson that we've seen through the mm-hmm. show I, I suppose the breadth of character that we've had is going to continue to be a part of this and that he yeah is is going to be that Captain America that I think we hoped he would be um, and I think the idea mm. that this show will have a legacy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what I am most excited about that it will be meaningful that these big conversations are not set pieces they're not one opportunity they are opportunities to make an ongoing impact in the MCU and mm. I think that is a wonderful use of television
0: in what it is so with that in mind would you recommend the show to someone who hasn't seen it if they if they're interested in the, you know the Marvel universe would films.
2: I think maybe I would say if we had a new Captain America film coming out I'd say wait and like watch it the day before. Mm. Like take a Sunday, get snacks, sit down, put it on. <laughs> put it on live tweet. We'll all enjoy it, you know. It's fun <sighs> to go back to. I wonder if you watch it all in one go actually if this is a better watching experience than watching it week on week. I I also, do think that I would have stopped after episode three if it hadn't been for this
0: podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I think I would recommend someone to watch episodes five and six. But I think mm-hmm. before that, not enough happens to really warrant it. It's certainly if we're saying there's a lot of stuff you could throw out. That's where it happens.
2: Yeah, but it does pepper, rather, with with little bits
1: it does, but is it worth four hours of your time? If you've got nothing you else to do, and, and always YouTube. I mean, that's,
2: that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I do think that Marvel is something that you can consume in bulk if you are so moved to. You know, some it's mm-hmm. it's we we've right, all proved that. At some I point. mean, this series is not much less running time than Civil War, and I know which I'd rather watch again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Civil War is not God. that long. It feels like Sophie's <laughs> choice, but in the worst <laughs> way. I don't know which way I'd go.
2: <laughs> Comment and let us know. Oh, what I would you rather do? Watch know. the series again, or
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I would say if someone you know is invested in the films, uh, hmm. then I think I would say yes, it's worth it. And I think maybe I'd do like a a recommendation of. Like you said, probably those last two episodes, but maybe I recommend a few bits that they watch from the other bit, other other episodes but or something, it, it, if they don't want to do the whole. It's thing. difficult because if Walker becomes something,
2: then know, then this and and again, that's one of the things that I think we said right from the beginning was frustrating: is whose origin story is this anyway? And mm. and actually, it, I think that Walker's is as thoroughly told as yeah, Captain America's. Right
1: but it, it, if you're into the MCU and the Marvel films you've watched this I, I know Abby you said you would have given up you wouldn't have. you'd have watched it knowing that there would be a thing that you'd need I to know, know. From this. I've,
2: I've stopped watching so, other shows <laughs> you know, at,
1: at, at, at some point you, you would have at, at the point Captain America yes, 4 comes probably out probably then like I would have picked it, it up so you know if people ask and say should I watch this it's like well are you invested in this universe then, then yeah you should watch it because it's going to give you I stuff I don't know I
0: think there's levels if, I've, if I've got you've some not watched them who... yeah you know yes went to see endgame twice in the cinema mm. but haven't necessarily seen all of the films but i yeah.
2: do think that if you don't watch this i i think that captain america 4 will be a different experience and i think that'll be interesting to see mm. when we get there
1: i don't have that much faith in them <laughs> but but we've never been in this situation mm. with them before it, it's mainly right. going off the fact agents of shield very quickly stopped mattering to the mcu for instance
0: yeah, I so. think though here this is, and simply like the mm-hmm. Netflix ones didn't make any difference but I think this is a different beast, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the fact that they're using the same characters. But what I do think is interesting is that uh, I can't remember, a podcast was talking about this, I can't remember which one and there's a really interesting discussion about how essential these series are, if you are going to be invested in the, in the universe and someone did point out that both WandaVision and um, and this kind of have left the characters where they were the last time we saw them. In a way, in the with End Game, sorry, with um, Sam, End Game, he was given the shield. Now he's going to be Captain America. I mean, obviously, there's a hell of a lot in in between mm-hmm. those two things. But if you you know you're just a, a films person. You're not going to be going. What, how the hell is, has has uh, Sam got the shield now? You know, I, and similarly yeah. with Wanda. I mean, there's there's again a lot has happened there, but she was devastated at the end of Endgame, uh, and she's still quite devastated now.
2: I think there's an element to which Marvel don't want to say, and if you don't subscribe to Disney Plus, you're not going to be able to get. No, absolutely. Where we're going. Um, and and I think that that's kind of part of it. And I think we'll also probably see, you know, I forgot what they call them, the their little clip stories where they take all the bits. Legends. Oh, I think that the Marvel Legends series will be regularly updated, and
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I think you know yeah. there'll be trailers, there'll be supercuts, mm. there might be mm. clips of these at the beginning of films. You know, I think how they manage that is going to be interesting.
0: I'm really curious now to see our first proper uh post Disney Plus series film. So not probably Wonder not probably um Black Widow. It's gonna be Doctor Strange, know, isn't yeah, it? Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Uh I'm really curious to see how much mm. they do reference what's happened in these shows. 'Cause
1: 'cause Because I feel like Wonder in the film, there could be a whole thing of her children being used, and they could absolutely not explain the children. And and that's just, you know, being used as bait, or her finding the children or, or something, you know, an aspect of that. We could have white daddy, Vision, rocking <laughs> up, and, and no explanation for what's actually going on there, and I think they could do that. With Sam, I don't think there's anything that would then be incorporated except, hey, he's got a cool suit. Well, I expect him to have a cool suit either way.
2: Well, I think that there are ways of recapping. I mean, you can have Darcy turn up and just be like, okay, so previously on WandaVision, what happened was... <laughs> and, you know, I, think it's, yeah, I think it's more
0: like to be people, mm. a, a mm. little exposition dump from someone, so that's the bit that you mm. need to know. You
2: know, you can you can begin in Wakanda with them going, so exactly what was he doing with Zemo? <laughs> you know.
1: Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So, Laura, we're circling mm. around. You haven't given us your last one yet. No. Oh,
0: no. I've, mm, uh, this I'm very because excited. I've got it's because I've got nine on the list here,
1: <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> oh, on. I must have miscounted
0: the ones that I've actually told you about. Uh, my last one, then I'm going to pick from this is I'm going I'm going to have two. Go for it. I'm sure <laughs> I do. They are the they are the Sam and Bucky conversation episode five, when they are tossing the shield about, and so so much about that conversation, the the tough love from from Sam to bucky saying and i think it was a great line you know you've been you've been making amends you've been avenging uh and just as importantly if not more importantly bucky saying to sam i'm really sorry steve and i mm-hmm. just didn't think about it from your position mm-hmm. and and acknowledging that i just thought it was a lovely relatively low key emotional conversation between two men mm-hmm. yeah it, it wasn't hysterics it wasn't Anger and it was it wasn't crying mm. it wasn't it was just the foundation for so ma- so many of our best relationships are just honest conversations with each other yeah, oh, yeah.
1: and that's that's exactly something uh, Rachel Farflung Hope Five on Twitter said mm. you know that sort of thing and the the sign of humility from him and the understanding of it, it shows the writers do have a good view that I, I wasn't sure I expected coming into this
0: mm.
1: really pleased is actually there yeah.
0: Hmm. Did we have anything else from your call-out on Twitter?
1: Um, First time Trek, uh, didn't like the show. Mm -hmm. Made sure to tell us they didn't like the show, but really liked um, particularly Bucky. So Bucky being snarky and rotten, particularly to Walker. Uh Um, Looking strong, John. (laughs) And then... um, all the the friendship, the character moments, the the things I think did work. Those are things that are definitely coming across that people enjoyed from the shows mm-hmm. uh, and wanted more of. Cool. It's a shame we didn't get them.
0: No. Hmm. Series two.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: So, I have some other questions for you. Right. Who is your MVP of the series? A character.
2: I mean, it has to be Sam. Because, you know, it—it it is his art. It is, I think, his show, um, regardless of the title. Um, it's just nice to see someone thinking. I just really enjoyed him thinking <laughs> about things. And, like, explicitly thinking about things. Saying, "No, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to think about this. So I think, maybe, maybe even Sam's brain. Um, but just, yeah... <laughs> I, I, yeah
1: but that's in spite of everything you've said with bucky was not done well and did stupid things certainly at the end
2: well it definitely wasn't bucky
1: not bucky Sam. <laughs> yes sorry.
2: it is it is in spite <laughs> <I'm> of <thinking. laughs> it is in spite of everything i said about the finale um the fact that I, I don't think he comes out well at the end because it you know i i part of me secretly hopes that, um, that that's almost intentional. Who knows? Maybe we'll end up with him <laughs> having a false start as Captain America. Maybe we'll end up with it mm. being more complicated. I can imagine this, and I think that, um, you know, being Captain America is a complicated job. And, yeah, I I like the idea that, um, that that's just kind of the beginning. And that is also kind of exactly what I'd expect. Someone has now decided to be the superhero, and on your first day at work, you're going to make mistakes
0: <laughs> it's probationary period.
2: yeah I mean I don't know who's doing the
0: review forms here but mm. you know you're going to make mistakes um, Matthew who's your MVP character
1: I, I think I'd have to go Walker Oh,
0: because
1: I, I think if I I have no criteria for, for how to jump to this question mm-hmm. So so for me it's who do I want to see more of having enjoyed mm. them so far. And I think it's Walker. I want to see where that goes. I think, Abby, you're right to call it out as a origin story, potentially, for him. Um, I, I think they have done a very good line of walking. Some of him is good and makes the right decisions as a an action leader, um, but he's not necessarily the symbol or the best person to make some of these choices. At least over man's
2: heading with a mm. shield. Sorry.
1: He absolutely is. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: which adds to him as being Like when yeah, yeah. blew up a room full of people.
1: And, exactly. And villains are now allowed to do villainous things. People who are not the best are allowed to do bad things. And they're allowed to start good and go bad. And they're allowed to start bad mm-hmm. and go good. Mm-hmm. Which is a really difficult. I mean, that's the hardest thing, which I don't think we particularly got in this. But where you start off with a character you don't like. In fact, Tony Stark... This is this is the, mm. the epitome of this in some ways. Character starts off and you're like, I don't want to watch this person on screen. And gradually over the course of a film and films, you learn to like and you learn other sides of them, and they learn things, and you go on a journey with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in here for what more comes of him. Over the main characters, obviously Val <laughs> You know, Ovs.
2: <laughs> Who is yours, Laura?
0: I agree with both of yours. No. <laughs> I agree with those with yours but um, mine was a tie because I'm not very good at picking things uh, and mine was Val mm-hmm. for all of the obvious reasons uh, and also Isaiah Bradley yeah, as right. the, the character I just uh, again with very little we, I, I felt that I as far as I can understood his position and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, his experiences so mm. okay then how about MVP of the series actor
1: Hmm, that's tricky. Am I allowed to say the Wakundans? Because <laughs> yeah. I absolutely you you love... You need to back it up. but yeah, I not. love the Dora performances and that mm-hmm. it is consistent through the actors portraying them. Mm. It's clearly not just them being themselves. When you see the interview and you think, yeah, these, yeah. these are genuinely nice people. <laughs> They're just putting on the stoniest of stern gazes and expressions of things. And, and the the shot of a o walking around Bucky as she's the actors' talking over the top and saying about how mm. she enjoys playing this character, and you just watch her and she is stalking him like a big cat yeah who's watching a bird that she's playing with. It's wonderful, <laughs> yeah
2: i I'm struggling a bit with this um I think probably Wyatt Russell does the most from scratch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he's coming from nothing in in the universe previously, um, set up to you know really be a, a potentially hated character,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and absolutely undercuts everything with a lot of detail that I still think is not necessarily in, in the script either. Um, makes a lot of physical choices with his body language, and how he kind of react to different people in in different places and I just I thought that was a really interesting performance that I did not see coming um Daniel mm. Burrell because you know there is a dance sequence and we've gone a long time without me <laughs> mentioning it but it is time and <laughs> you know as we said there's obviously a lot of fun that happened when he was around on set that we did not get to mm. see which is possibly why they just wanted mm. to take him with them you know <laughs> come into more sets you bring the joy um you are fun right, to be around to yeah. um we like you um yeah it's uh yeah it's it's fun to see him i guess i don't know if it's it's a marvelous piece of acting um but also you know we i i feel like i have talked about sebastian's town's face a lot i can't remember and i was thinking about this when i did my top five like i know i talked about his face a lot I kind of can't remember most of the things he did with her, or why? Because I can't remember a Bucky storyline. And like, I talked a lot about how I don't hold a lot of Marvel stuff in my head, and sadly, I think some of it is Bucky. I remember a lot more of I, Tonya than I do of this.
0: <laughs> well, that movie segues. My my one is Sebastian dad. <laughs> okay. Not at all shockingly. Like. Uh, and for his acting not for anything (laughs) for his acting talents (laughs) (laughs) his his many talents (laughs) could he just have goggles (sighs) and a jacket that's it just goggles (laughs) Um, so and if I'm trying to think of uh, yeah I mean similarly I think the thing is Abby the reason that that's difficult is because he's doing so much in scenes where the writing isn't necessarily suggest he should be or needs to, and so that's why it's difficult to identify them, but if I need to... Oh, I remember um, the, the I really... bit on
2: the floor at the beginning. There was a bit on... When he yes. wakes up, topless. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even remember that he was topless, <laughs> just that he had a
0: face. No, me his, neither. His, me neither.
1: Uh. His expression when he when he's watching the announcement about Walker. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: the, the bit I've already mentioned, uh, the flashback to Wakanda, the bonfire... Mm-hmm. Uh, when he looks up at um Cap when he is rescuing yeah. the people in the um vehicle in the finale, and he just looks mm-hmm. so proud. His little smile. A little smile. That's my boy. Um, his flirting with Sarah, with it was charming. A, I think he said like two lines to her, but you were like hey,
1: Sarah. <laughs> a bucket. Yeah. Great. Uh,
0: and and then, although I don't think it was necessarily earned from what we saw, but then the lightness. That he plays Bucky with in the um, in the barbecue. Yeah, great. You know, I just thought that mm. and that came across really well. Mm. You are Kevin Feige for a day. What, as well as spending all of his money, what spin-offs would you greenlight from this? Whose storyline do you want to see more of? Sarah.
2: I want Sarah to do some world things. I just want a soap set in this, in this world <laughs> about the boat. And the kids Uh and the community, and how they are managing, um, people having returned in in that community, and like just like a really regular thing, and like maybe I know Bucky can be her long distance boyfriend, and they kind of slowly learn how to make it work. That
0: yeah, that. I'd watch that. Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin.
1: Other Kevin. I mean, can I say the, the banker thing? Because I really want to know how accounting and stuff works in... <laughs> oh my God, like I, would watch, clip, but... I would watch, <laughs> um, okay. I would watch. Okay,
0: what is it that you want to know about this accounting in this universe? Because <laughs> well, you keep mentioning it, but what would this look like?
1: I just think it would be fascinating. Do you have passports with two dates on it? Do you have different versions of passports to say whether someone blips or not? The, the bureaucracy of a world where people have disappeared for five years and where there are super-powered people, Mm -hmm. I I think there's a lot of stuff you could do. I think I've already answered this question genuinely in saying I want to see more of Walker. That's the person whose story I now want to follow. Yeah, But obviously Val and obviously the Wakandans.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Wakandan TV series I I would be also very Mm -hmm. here for. I mean, it feels like it should be inevitable. There is just so much. That it would be so interesting. Hmm. Yeah. To see.
0: Um, so yeah. that's now been announced. It's called Wakanda well, Forever. Wakanda Forever. Marvelous. And we're getting it in 2022. That's guess, not far away so. now. That's
2: that's that's, oh. that's. I have to say that that is next year because that is weird to me.
0: <laughs> oh God! <it's>
2: next year. <laughs> I'm glad I said
1: it now.
0: <laughs> no, I was I was thinking. Oh, so we're getting that couple of yeah, years.
1: Right. I know. And 2020 we'll
0: is over yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, think, I know. Next year, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go back and look at all of those. It's only two years until Guardians Three
2: the comes out. Two forms. years today. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: to Mark the calendar. I have a countdown going in my house, so you know. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, and my Kevin for the day, I would want to spin off with. I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try. Lukas sick I think, and that is Nico's grandfather. Who fought the Nazis. Okay. Because then I can have Agent Carter season three. <laughs> okay.
1: Which uh, I as, want. Uh, as well as a young Isaiah Bradley, maybe.
0: See, I was thinking about this, I because that was one of the things I was thinking about as a potential spin off, is, you know, uh, but mm. I don't think I want to see it.
1: They did say Korean War as well, so that wouldn't dovetail. No, it wouldn't. Mm. Okay.
0: But do I really want to see yeah you know, given the tone of the MCU.
2: Well, I think you you know where his his a story goes, and I, and I think that they it's not impossible that we could have flashbacks or uh, I don't know some kind of time mm. rewinding concept, maybe. Um, alternate universe where that never happened. You know, it, we're going mm. into the multiverse. Um, wouldn't it be interesting to have <laughs> a world in which you know maybe he was Captain America. To start with. I don't know. I don't know what kind of switches are
1: yeah. possible. So some sort of what if Yeah, idea.
2: something like that. Mm, some okay. kind something of that. Like that. Yeah. Okay. That. But yes, I, I think that, that that is a character that would be interesting. Hmm. Cool. Any more questions? I'm enjoying these questions. You should yes. bring questions every week. They're great.
0: great. Uh now this might be unfair. So if it's unfair we'll take it out. But um, best line or speech in the series. You don't need to quote it exactly.
1: I'm only coming up with obvious ones.
0: That's
2: fine.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, I I think for for unexpected, I I think unfortunately it's the it's the Walker one. Um. Which one? Um. Possibly the one where he's kind of reflecting with with Lamar on mm. how he's got into. The positions that he's in the medals that he's got you know these medals for the worst day of my life and yeah. that sort of thing um as i say just because it was so unexpected i mean i think and i hope the most significant will be the conversations that sam had with isaiah at various points mm-hmm. um but then again i think that they are the flags that stand throughout the series you know and and i i don't think without those we there would be a series so it almost mm-hmm. seems um almost seems unfair to point those out because I think that, that that's what the series is built from and it should be, and that's good. Yeah, We would um, hope that would have the good bits in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really wasn't as quippy as I hoped. <laughs> I'm trying to mm. think of some good yeah. quips and it's just not very many. I don't think there are a lot. No, no I don't think people improvise as amusingly as, as it feels.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that all my the lines I've taken notes of are because I wanted to mock them and question why they were there.
0: <laughs> Would you like to do that now? No. no. Okay. Did you have one? I did, no. because obviously no. I had time to think about it. <laughs> so, sorry, I should have sent this one to you. Uh, so mine, there were two lines. and The first one is Sarah's line, my world doesn't matter to America, so why should I care about this mm. mascot? Because I think that is it really encapsulates so much of what they're talking about in the series about what the SHIELD stands for, what it doesn't stand for uh, and you know the very reasonable take of I've got a lot going on here I really can't be dealing with your political superhero shenanigans but then against that Sam saying in his speech in the finale the only power I have is that I believe we can do better I think those two laid against each other work really well. Uh, and I love, you know, that and the truth to that, that is the only power he has. He has a jetpack, he has a shield and he has his fancy suit. But, you know, Sam's real superpower is is his empathy, is mm. his ability to connect mm-hmm. and his, his belief in people. And all the way through we saw that. It's not like this line has come out of nowhere. It's We saw that all the time when he was talking about Morgenthau. Yeah, he really believed that he could mm. get through to her, that you know it could be improved by talking, which I think we could probably do with a bit more in the world. I
2: think what yeah. he's going to need as Captain America is like a protective fence Avenger to give him enough time to have these conversations. <laughs> uh So, yeah. Just force field. Yeah. Keeping Some kind of force field scenario up. because he is just not getting the time to do this.
0: Anti-fighty-fighty-kick-kick mm, force yeah. field.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, but yeah, that that and that's nice in comparison to what Steve was. Steve stood up to bullies and could could do this all day. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: His is a different thing, and and they have shown us exactly what that is. Mm. It just isn't doesn't translate so easily to action films. I also. suppose that
2: there's yeah. there is a good yeah. first responder sort of approach to that, which is I could do this all day, but I'd rather not have to. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: rather
2: right, just stop being yes. so silly. Take yeah. precautions. <laughs> You know, maybe he kind of goes around schools like teaching people how not to become supervillains.
1: So you found yourself <laughs> in detention for villainy. So
2: it's definitely an after-school program or something. There's definitely something.
0: And we are going to wrap things up with a quick game of Shag, Marry, Kill. Excellent. This is Your going to be th- difficult. <laughs> Your first group is... Zemo, Walker, and Morgan Van. Shag, Mary, kill. I mean, you know, like, I wouldn't want Goldiehorn to be cross
2: with me. Okay. So... <laughs> That's a very valid take, yeah. And also, I would love Goldiehorn to be my mother in law. I mean, you know, I have a mother in law, <laughs> it's all fine. Happy 70th birthday to her for yesterday. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I that that's that's not the character. That's definitely related to the actor, but you can't separate the two, can you? So what well, if no, there no, was no. a child who should go to a correctional something? Okay. Um That wasn't one of the options. I know. I so so you know, well this is this is like I've learnt from Sam, which is that you can talk things through. Um <laughs> So you're gonna marry her and then
0: go into some kind of counselling with her. Oh gosh, well I can't marry all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're marrying walker
2: yeah apparently Ooh. um i mean as I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna kill because because you can't fight fire with fire but i will i will support her um through the next period of her life with some improved choices um and yeah shagzemo that's fine <laughs> no problem
0: that's fine <laughs> matthew for you we've got sarah olivia and torres
1: isn't Torres poorly done by this show? Isn't he?
0: So
1: I keep much seeing his promise. name. I keep seeing his name on the list of cast members. I'm like, oh yeah, he was also there. Him and him and Sharon. <sighs> um, who was it? Sarah,
0: Olivia and Torres.
1: Olivia being Walker's wife.
0: Yes. I thought see, she <laughs> right. got so little mentioned in the show. Basically a piece <laughs> of, of to card mention in her, the
2: show. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Um I almost don't care. They've got
0: (laughs) got nothing. They're all nice ones. That's why it should be difficult to decide which one to kill.
2: I mean, if there's no character there, is it really a murder?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like, if we're talking things we could remove.
2: Not Sarah. I feel like Sarah has a ton of characters. At least two
1: of those (laughs) characters, if not chunks of Sarah. But Sarah is important to the story. Sarah has her
0: own life and her own story. Um, so you're going to kill Olivia and Torres.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <up> <laughs> Marry Sarah, shag Olivia, kill Torres. Okay. But, but they're interchangeably <laughs> nothing. And I'm it's such find... a shame. I didn't
0: want to go for the big, big, big characters. You know, I didn't okay. want to be Sam and Bucky. But And then I wanted to give you like a run nice nice one. So it would be difficult to kill them. But apparently you're killing two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Abby... Sharon Dovek and Osnik the Butler. We'll marry the butler. It's not long to last through. So that's fine.
2: Sharon, I'm sorry. I'm taking your coat and off you go. Um and yeah, that's
0: yeah, that's done. Dovik Yeah, it's not fine. A bad choice, no problem there. Not a bad choice. And this is very fitting, actually, this one's Matthews. The bank guy. <laughs>
1: Val the beardy senator. Um I mean you marry Val, don't you?
0: Like, or else clearly, like her.
1: clearly. I mean I am married to Val. It's amazing. <laughs> um Uh Shag the Senator get photos and blackmails? <laughs>
0: Because Val set you up to this, I take it this was Exactly, all exactly. Nice. Always get leverage. That works. Although
1: you know, bank managers, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and you're gonna careful, Mister Mannering.
2: Kill.
0: <laughs> kill the bank guy. Well, he was a bit of an ass. So hmm. he was a bit of an ass. I think he had that coming. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for those insights into your character. Okay, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always provide a response. Anything further that we want to say, anything we've not covered before we close and say what we're gonna do next.
1: Where was Sam Captain America when the elementals were lighting up Europe? In Spider Man Far From Home.
0: That hasn't happened yet. No. Oh, I see what you mean.
1: Mm. Well, I guess mm. we'll find
0: out. Yeah, he yeah, mm. maybe. Is he mm. in space?
2: There are other planets, Matthew. He's a
1: scroll. <laughs> Who's yeah, the scroll? Who, who is else the scroll? I mean,
2: I know we went through the prawn possibilities,
0: <laughs> but who is the scroll? Are you saying who else is on the barbecue with Sharon the scroll? <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else is a scroll? I mean, Val could be.
2: Interesting. Maybe the senator.
0: Who doesn't get a name? Even like in IMDb, he's not got Olivia got a name on IMDb.
1: Olivia, That's really weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Olivia could be, Oh, that would be great if yeah. she then turns up. That would be, explain yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to have to become a regular feature. Yeah, for, who's uh, the, uh, scroll? For shows, the scroll? Future shows <laughs> the scroll. Yep.
1: Um, there was a chap speaking on the assembled thing, Raymond Chan, mm. who was, and I now can't remember what job he did.
0: Is the production
1: design. It was production design, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. production design. Very strong British accent, but sort of London estuary, possibly Cockney. Mm. Like it, it, it didn't. If I'd heard the accent and then seen him, I wouldn't have put them together. Mm. So I, I'm fascinated to find out his history, but there's nothing about him. He just seems to have done production design for a lot of Marvel stuff. Yeah. Hmm.
0: It was interesting that bit as well, when they were talking, when they go into the level of detail they go in with the monkey skull casts mm-hmm. in the club and the which putting did the, not notice. Didn't see. <laughs> no. And then putting the train track down the middle of the mm-hmm. road and that. and I mean, amazing, the effort's gone, but that was also dark. I didn't see any of it. Mm.
1: Which and seems very, like very brief, yeah. yeah. We had this whole thing about Smiling Tiger and then... Smiling Tiger wasn't a thing in the show. No. Yeah,
2: mm. I still feel like that was supposed to be something else. I wonder if we were supposed to have mm. a lot more from Andropor than if it was supposed to be.
1: Mm. Puerto Rico. I suspect so.
2: Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's amazing how, how much there is in this show when we're still <laughs> confronted by these things that seem like they were a whole thing. You know, mm. and they're like, yeah, and we were just so excited to get Zemo back because we were going to put him in the purple face mask for 0.2 frames. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. It must have felt longer at the time. Yes.
0: (laughs) Like I I think as well, a lot more that we just haven't seen.
2: When when you see the months, months of work that goes into all these things, Mm. and how much work Mm. it took to make that purple thing, they just forget that we only see what you put on the screen. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Um. So I think yeah. Really, the last thing for me to say is it's not the show I thought it was going to be. Um, it's not the podcast I thought we were going to do.
0: Quick 20-minute, <laughs> which banter yeah. did we like best? Yeah.
2: Lol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm making no predictions about how long our Loki show is going to be. Nothing. Because I fear it will <laughs> no end No <up> tripling. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> uh,
1: the, the, the problem is, when it's really good, there's less to talk about. It's because gay. you are just gushing. Yeah. When it is difficult and you want more and you're frustrated with it. You just have all these words to spill out of you about it. Mm. So
2: so it's been more like therapy at points, I think. Mm. Um, <clears throat> like, help me work through my feelings about this episode. But actually, yeah. I, I do think that this show had stuff to work through and confronted a lot of things about what it is to tell a superhero story. and Whether mm. it did them intentionally or by omission. mission, um, <laughs> I think that we have really
0: milked it.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
0: (laughs) And so, having milked it, that's it for Marvelous, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At least for now. Next, we're looking forward to Loki, but before that, we're going to be taking a bit of a break. Loki starts on Wednesday 9th of June. Yes, Wednesdays are the new Fridays, which means the pod will be coming out probably on the following weekend. Who can tell? As we know, you'll all miss us desperately, or at least I'll miss these two lovely podsters. We will be dropping one bonus pod before the 9th of June, where we will be discussing Thor 1 and the first Avengers film. Why just those two? Well, following the rather convoluted timeline of Endgame, that's the Loki we're going to see in the series. Until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. Abby, where can we find you? I'm at this AE show. And Matthew?
1: I'm on Twitter at Matthew Bose.
0: Lovely. Until next time, then, only one thing left to say. Mackie, if you do the honours, please.
1: Boom.
2: Cut the check.
0: Cut the check.
2: All the beers are on me. Where are we going? Where are we going?